Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The biggest story in sports isn't happening in the U.S. Today it's happening in Europe, where powerful soccer people have made a historic decision that people watch stars over teams. Do they? Coquel, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Monday, Monday, Monday. I just say that because I feel like that's what people have to do at the beginning of the week. Oh, Mondays. He's Chris Coquel, newly minted college football play-by-play analyst. I'm the guy with the name on the show, Ken Levick. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. And the, Coquel- best, the best play-by-play guy on FM in Palm Beach County. Okay. All right. Stations that people listen to, the best college football play-by-play guy. I am not getting into the middle of your verbal sparring with anybody, anyone else in media. Stop rabble-rousing, as they say in the You're business. You're the other okay? guy in media that I'm sparring at. Uh-huh, yeah. You're taking on a whole other thing, too. I am neutral. I'm just hanging out. Uh, so, Coquel, uh, with the start of the week here, the biggest story in sports is coming from Europe, not the United States, but in Europe, because we now have a fundamental question that needs to be asked and needs to be answered today. Do you, the sports fan, watch sports more for the stars or for the teams? Do you watch more for star power than you do for loyalty to your team? Let's just put the number out there right now. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. 888-760-3776. Why I ask is because the biggest sports story today is Coquel's Nightmare. It took... 11 shows, but finally, Ken Levick Alive is talking soccer. I told you we were going to try to be different. I told you we were going to do things my way, talk about things that interest me, and soccer is one of those things. And Coquel, I warned you that this day was going to come. I didn't know if it was going to be day one. I didn't know if it was going to be June. I didn't know if it was going to be 2024. But 11 shows in, here we are. It's soccer time, buddy. Strap it down. All real sports fans out there listening, don't worry. I'll, I'll bring it back to real sports all the time, not that game on the pitch and the match and the kits <laughs> and whatever other words uh, he's going to say. Training. Training is practice. And training. Yeah, and if you're healthy, it's fitness. Okay? <laughs> I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> so. What's the word for that in soccer? The biggest sports uh, story. That's a red card, Coquel. The uh. top three sports stories right now, top three headlines at ESPN.com are all about European soccer. And the reason is, mainly, a monumental decision has been made and then subsequently revealed. Okay? There have been now 12 teams confirmed to be breaking off into what they're calling their own Super League. Even the most casual of sports fans knows the teams. Manchester United, Manchester City, Tottenham Hotspur, Juventus... AC Milan, uh, uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid. So, Cocal, you've heard of the vast majority of those teams I just mentioned. Five of the seven. Yeah, Inter Milan, AC Milan. Um, but you've Six of the eight. also Six of heard the of these stars because in soccer, the way European soccer works, worldwide soccer works, is hey, if you got the money, 
you buy the stars. You get all the stars. And it has made soccer extremely lopsided for a long time. The teams with the most money, the most lucrative teams, get all the stars, win all the championships for the most part. So you're talking about in this new Super League, Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, Pogba, Sergio Aguero, Mohamed Salah, Harry Kane. So these are these are household names that the majority of sports fans would know. Not ones in their little meatball bubble like you live in. Okay, I watch sports all day. You've heard long. of Messi, right? You've heard of That's Messi. It. You've you heard of Cristiano you Ronaldo. Yeah, and then you said something about Kane, Harry and Kane, Paul Pogba, Pogba, no, Sergio Aguero. I played Pogs as a kid. I did too. I what was that? Didn't. Slammers. Slammers yeah, I, is what uh, I didn't little, even know how you won. My little brother did. I actually didn't play it, but I wanted to make the joke. Okay, good. Um, but what what basically is happening here, just in layman's terms, okay, is that the teams with the biggest stars have decided, you know what, we're going to go off and do our own thing, and we're going to go make additional money. None of this money is going to trickle down to any other teams in our country, in our leagues, and nobody's allowed in. We have the money, we have the stars, we've bought our way in, and we're going here, and we're isolating ourselves, and we're our own exclusive club. They are basically, in its simplest form, saying that people and sponsors want to watch and want to support the stars over loyalty to team. This is what's happening in Europe today, and it is the biggest sports news on the planet. Yeah, but now they'll root for these new teams, right? Are they forming new teams or teams moving into that league? No, it's teams moving into that league. So the but this fans is... of those teams, are, they're still going to root for their team. Right. Why, why but... are they worried about... Other, why, if you're running a business, what are you going to worry about the guy down the road for? Because for decades and decades and decades and decades, these leagues have been set up to where, especially since TV money got involved... There's TV rights, and that money trickles down to each team. It makes it more competitive. The way that European soccer is set up, it's merit-based. You win, you move up to different levels, more lucrative levels. You make more money, more prestige. Now, this is going to kill that. That is dead. This is over. How many teams are you supposed to support, though? Like, where's the line? How come they're not supporting the MLS Red Bull? And this is why you, you have a total Americanized capitalistic view of of sports. You probably love this because what we've done, Americans, Glazers, who own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Crocky, who owns the Rams, who now owns Liverpool uh, Football Club, they've decided the Glazers own Manchester United, by the way, they're going to go over and they're going to make European soccer Americanized. They are going to buy themselves into a league. They are going to market their stars, their team, and everybody else be damned. And that's what we do in this country. So the equivalent to what we're seeing now. What's going to happen to European soccer is if the NBA had the Lakers, the Clippers, the Celtics, the Knicks, the Bulls, the Nets, and the 76ers form their own league. LeBron's in that league. Harden, Kyrie, Durant, Staff, Jimmy Butler, Zion, Kawhi. They break off. No other teams are allowed. No way to make any more additional money. They play in their own playoff, make millions, billions additional dollars. Teams like the Timberwolves, teams like the Heat, teams like the Grizzlies, they don't get any of that trickle-down whatsoever. Separate TV deals, separate endorsement deals, everything. That's what's happened, though, to form these baseball leagues in the NFL and stuff like that. There were other baseball teams, and then the powerhouses took over. That's what I, How do you think the NFL came about? The other leagues just couldn't keep up, and it became the NFL, and you have your top teams, and now everyone watches it. And now since I've been hearing since I was like 11 back in 1990, 
that soccer is going to take over America. Soccer is going to take over America. It's next. It's going to be the most popular sport, and it's never moved the needle. Like Every few years I hear this soccer is going to take over. Now maybe it'll have a shot because the product won't be so watered down across where it's impossible to follow. I could say, oh, let me follow just the best teams. You want to know why American sports suck? They don't. They're awesome. No, they they suck. They're you want awesome. to know why? Because if you do suck in a giving season, you get rewarded for it. You get rewarded with a top draft pick, and that's the biggest BS in sports, period. The concept of you being terrible, finishing worst in your league, like in the NFL, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, and doing so many times purposely in order to get the number one pick, the top star coming out of college, is the most abject, terrible thing in sports in the world, period. What's up, hypocrite? You just said you're worried about the little teams and you don't want it to be top-heavy and powerhouses. Right. Well, that's how they stop. That The whole point of that is for the parody. No, 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 no. The whole point of that is so that the lower division teams, there is incentive to invest in them and to make them winners. So they go up different levels in which European soccer is set up. Fourth division, third division, second division. Then you're in the Premier League. If you use England as the example, that's where the TV money is. That's where the prestige is. You try to merit-based with wins get to these different levels as opposed to just buying your way in. Everybody else be damned and you're screwed over. This American system of sports that we have and the reason that soccer hasn't taken hold in the United States is because there's no relegation. It's because there's no punishment for being abjectly terrible, for being a horrible franchise, terribly run, See, bad team. You get rewarded You want the for Knicks it. out of the... So the Knicks should have been taken out of the NBA. They should have been playing in like Grand Rapids in like some third division basketball league many, many years ago. You know Absolutely. how bad that would be for the sport to take the Knicks out? You know how bad it would be to take the Pittsburgh the Knicks haven't been stand? anything. The Knicks haven't been anything for but decades. Still the a NBA draw. would survive. Go to a Heat game. Go to a Heat game when the Knicks play, even when they're terrible. Then there's still a bunch but of your Knicks anal- fans there. Your analogy doesn't make any sense, though. The Knicks would still exist. They just wouldn't be in the NBA. They would be in a third division basketball league. And no league. one cares and about a to, third division And they'd have to team. earn their way back in. But, but that again, that's wrong. And this is you being so insular. Put them in the so G American sports fan, and it drives me absolutely insane. Because... In Europe, there are third division, fourth division teams, small little towns. It is basically propped up by communities that have passion. I mean lifelong. I mean in their wills, passed on from generation to generation, passion for these clubs. All they do is give money to these teams, support these teams, in the hopes one day they'll be able to play a Manchester United, a Manchester City, experience that greatness, and they do it by winning, by investing, by putting effort, blood, sweat, tears into that club. In the United States, the Jaguars suck, and we say, oh, look, they're tanking. They're tanking, and the fans say, yay, we're tanking. This is great. We're going to go get Trevor Lawrence. I love one in 15 seasons, so we can get the best the, the best player. It's total nonsense. It's garbage, and that's why American sports suck. I don't think you're right about the whole fans love tanking. I don't think fans really enjoy they it. Embrace it. They embrace it. They pretend to. I'm a Jets fan. You want to talk about someone who knows about when your team's tanking? I pretended I was loving the tanking this past year. I hated every moment of it, but what am I going to do, walk around and pretend to be proud so knuckleheads like you can just beat me over the head all the time? No. It gives me something to pretend but to it, root for. It also doesn't provide any sort of incentive for ownership to break the status quo. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. You as a Jets fan, you should be case in point agreeing with me why 
teams separating, the highest grossing teams, the teams with the stars separating to do their own thing is the worst possible scenario because those teams are going to become stagnant. They're no longer going to be trying to uh, fight for a greater good. And that's what's wrong with this entire thing. This is like baseball. The Yankees, the Angels, the Dodgers, Mets, Cubs, Red Sox, Phillies, they all break away, and with them goes Trout and Betts and Acuna and DeGrom and Tatis, Machado, Abreu, Lindor, Kershaw, all those guys. That's what's happening now with soccer. Do you support your team, or do you support the stars? Because European soccer is making the bet, and this is a billion-dollar industry, and the Champions League, which is the tournament for all European clubs, which, America boy, listen to me, that is the single most lucrative money making tournament in the world. It's the most watched tournament in the world on a year-to-year basis. Nothing in the United States even matches it, and the Champions League is now in danger of being blown up, turning into the NIT. Oh, if it was so powerful, how is it in danger? It's clearly not, because now we're going to watch the Super Friends. Super League. Super League. Not the Super Friends. The Super League. They're my friend. But therein lies the problem, because they've decided we're taking our ball and our going home, including teams joining, like Arsenal and Tottenham, who weren't even going to be in the Champions League next year, and they're deciding, well, we have the money, so we're going to do it, so we can manufacture some glory. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Are you into teams? Do you support teams, or do you support stars? How do you watch sports? Because I firmly believe, too, that this is a a large product of fantasy world as well we play fantasy football we play fantasy baseball we play fantasy basketball we play fantasy soccer we play fantasy nascar what do you get like a thousand points if someone scores a goal I don't know how fantasy soccer works. Because there can't be too many I, points. But I don't play fantasy sports because, one, my attention span is zero, and two, I have loyalty to team and not player. And in modern-day sports, I think fans gravitate, toward, gravitate towards player as opposed to team. And I find that inherently morally sports wrong. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Leo's in Riviera Beach. Leo, you're on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Ken, I just want to say congratulations. Thanks, Thanks for taking my call. Congratulations on the new show. Um, it's, you know, if I was in a coma, I still probably would have heard about it because it's just because all the ads, I loved it. But but about <laughs> the soccer thing, uh, <laughs> about the soccer thing, I, I kind of disagree with you. I kind of like the idea of having the draft so that you can promote more parity and having the salary cap so you can promote more parity. At least as me as a Dolphins fan, I know, yeah, we've been bad for 20 years since Marina left and stuff like that, and we've had a couple good years here and there, but the draft is where the hope springs eternal. You know, if we couldn't have got Tua, if we couldn't have got all these players um, through the draft, um, I, don't know how, I don't know how the Dolphins would get better. And I think that soccer, if they're taking all these pages out of the American playbook, soccer needs to institute these salary caps. When, when you can have a Yankees of every country separating themselves and going to play it, it it just doesn't make it just doesn't make any sense and it's kind of like I don't even want to watch the players because the thing that I love about soccer is that you can have a, a, a Leicester City 
You know, you can have. But you want to know um, what Leicester City t- did to get to that point, though, is they invested money in that team instead of tanking and hoping hey, for that good. They were going to get young, good players. They decided to make an effort because the status quo wasn't working because that they there was effort put into it to raise them from a third division club to a second division club in the championship all the way to the Premier League. And then once they got there, they were able to put themselves in a position to compete for the top four. That's the point. Not sucking and fans saying, oh, well, this is just a, a, a totally washed year. And the team saying, well, still buy tickets and still put money into us. And we're going to be one in 15, but it's okay. That's inherently wrong, Leo. That, that part may be wrong, but the part that where where you can know, okay, next year we may have a chance. This we're going to have a chance when when I when if I'm say say if I'm uh, Parma in Italy, a club in Italy, I know I'm never having a chance to ever raise Italy's first division cup because I don't have the money. We need there needs to be a, a somewhat of a cap, or there needs to be somewhat rules where the players just can't transfer every year. When you have Dabala going to Chelsea sure, uh, for sure. you know so you much know money and all a, that stuff, you know what's kept a ton of these clubs alive though are these lucrative television deals, international television deals that have been garnered because these are traditional leagues with traditional fan bases. That money trickles down. That money, it's basically the way that baseball works, where uh, the 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 teams that spend the most play the, pay the luxury tax, and that trickles down. It's why a team like the Rays has been able to beat up and slap the Yankees around for five, six, seven, eight years now. It's why they remain competitive. That's how these soccer leagues are made up. So now that the super leagues are the super leagues going to be created, that is a major source of ability to compete financially that is disappearing. This is going, Leo. This is going to kill teams. This is going to cause teams to go bankrupt, to cease to exist, and that is. The, one of the biggest problems amongst many with this Super League. It is going to destroy teams and therein destroy communities. And that's a major issue. And, and I, I totally take umbrage with that because I think that I, I couldn't agree more. I don't want to see those teams go like... Who wants to see a division of just 12 teams? It's going to be boring to see Manchester right. United the, play it's against gonna, them right. over so often. It's going to water down Messi versus Ronaldo. It's going to water down and appreciate the call, Pogba uh, versus Aguero. It's going to water these things down. You have these these unique matchups that you see once every two or three years, and now you're just going to see it each Wednesday in the fall. It's not going to make for fascinating television once you see it four, five, six different times. And you don't think this league will ever expand? If you can buy in. I'm sure it will. So but the plan's going to be... There. It's going I to be, love sitting on a Saturday no, there's and no, That's what I'm saying. You can't earn your way into it, Coquel. You don't earn your way into it. Stop be, being be so good. damned American. You can't ah. earn your way. What do you think? These people didn't earn? You have to earn your money, earn your keep, get good enough, find no. sponsors, no, 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 no. find people who will buy into no. your organization... And get in. No, 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 no. You're looking at it from a pure business. Uh, to Sports to you. Is it a business or is it going on the field and competing and winning? What is the core point of sports for pro you? Pro sports is pro sports. It's professional. It's business. You are. Uh, it's what the, it is. Ken, okay. I love reading the newspaper. I don't go and I don't get the newspaper. I've moved along with the times. Great. These little clubs, you didn't make the cut. It's not going to happen anymore. You're not good enough. So fold it up. So, or, so, or just be in your little league or join it. Make a, if you're so good, make a super duper league that everybody wants to watch. 
Why don't they make their own? But league? that's the problem. You keep you keep going back and completely undercutting your argument. If you're so good, this has nothing to do with being it good. It clearly does. No, it, it has to do with how if you market yourself. If they were so yourself. good, no. people would want to watch them. Tottenham right? Hotspur has not won a European championship in 60 years, but they built a new stadium if that has were, NFL games now, so they have the money to go into this Super League. If they were so good and people wanted to watch them, they could get people to pay for the TV rights. They can be, form their own league. They're That's not, good not how it works. It if it's a good product, people will pay for it. That's complete nonsense. Complete nonsense. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. That doesn't work like that because I think that sports has gone into a star power realm that has completely undercut teams. People want to watch stars now, not teams. What do you want sports for, the star or the teams? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Uncle Sam, Chris Coquel over here, taking the American side of sports, where apparently winning doesn't matter anymore. It's just, hey, can you get a beer company on board? Hey, can you hoodwink your fans into buying season tickets even though you know you're going to go 2-14 and 14 or 1-15? and 15? Hey, it's all about the bottom line, right? Nothing to do on the field. That's what Uncle Sam Coquel is going to try and tell you. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Slash NBA Sports. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVick Alive. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Ah, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Title sponsor of Ken LaVica Live. We thank Dr. Jim Reardon and all the fine folks there at the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. If you miss any of our show, don't worry. We got you taken care of. Just minutes, I mean mere moments after we wrap up at 1 o'clock every day here on ESPN 106.3. We podcast it. Ken Levick, a live podcast. Get it wherever you get your favorite podcast. Make this one of your favorite podcasts. In fact, subscribe, rate it, and listen to it in full. Ken Levick, a live featuring Coquel, wherever you get your podcast. When it comes to sports, are you more into the stars or your team? Because, uh, and again, uh, the, the biggest sports news of the day is coming out of Europe. Not out of the United States. Nothing to do with the NFL draft. Nothing. Not baseball, not the fact that there is a game going on right now at Fenway Park. It is that Europe is going to create a Super League with names like Manchester United, Manchester City, Tottenham Hotspur, AC Milan, Barcelona, Juventus, Real Madrid, where all the stars are. They're taking their stars. They're going to do their own thing, make their own money. No one else is allowed. The basic question, are you into the stars or into the teams, because European soccer is basically deciding that they think that fans will gravitate to the stars over team allegiance. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Let's go back out to the phones. Let's head to Jupiter. That's where we find Brian. Brian, you're on ESPN 106.3. Yeah, my, my thing is I, I, I'd rather watch the team than the, the stars. Yeah. Stars don't, you know. Big deal, you know. If my team, you know, if the Dolphins are winning, it don't matter who's playing, whether it was Fitzpatrick or Tua. You know, a win is a win, and you know that's all that really mattered to me. Yeah, for you, but, uh, it, you like know, the 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 head to head. You know, you'll have NBC. It'll be like Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. For you, like your Sunday's contingent upon what the Dolphins as a team do. Right. I mean, and to me, you know, a lot of it is kind of like NASCAR now. With they when they did the the charters yeah i mean 
you, you're never, you know, yeah, you've got the Earnhardt name, but you're never going to see Jeffrey Earnhardt win unless it's a fluke race. You know, it's uh, Talladega or Daytona, and the big one happens in front of him on the last lap. I mean, you know, my, my problem is it's the same 10, P, 10 drivers every week in the top 10. Yeah. You know, you might see one trickle in here and there. You know, and that's how this league's going to be. It's going to—it's the same teams over right. and over. And I know and that. And I know that the the, the common response is always going to be, "Well, a salary cap. Well, you need a salary cap. You need a salary cap." But that's happened. Salary caps do exist, and it, it really hasn't helped really any of the leagues to a great vast extent continue to to compete any better or give them a chance to compete any better. And appreciate the call, Brian. The, the salary cap still doesn't give incentive to spend the money to acquire the talent to actually win. Because at the end of the year, if you suck again, it's okay. You can put together a whole other season ticket campaign around your number one pick or your number two pick or your number three pick. That's all that has to happen. That That's how professional sports works. And it, it always ends up screwing the fan because they're trying to take your money to come back to a product that never changes, an ownership management style that never changes, and you have absolutely no say in it. And that's frustrating, and that is why what we're going to see, the ramifications from America going over American influence into European sports and into soccer, the most popular sport on the planet, it's going to be fascinating to see because this is going to be discussed and poured over for decades to come. It is changing the face of something that worked, and now... Because we are going to go in with our style of how American sports works, it is going to spoil it. Or it's going to become very popular in America and may actually make soccer good in America. Why would why would anything because that people, happens in Europe? Why would the MLS succeed because of what's happening with this Super League in Europe? Because people are actually going to care about the ten good teams and not care about the team that's having car washes to run their team, like you were telling me about earlier. They'll care about the Real Madrids. They'll care about the super teams, right? They'll be. They already do in. though. They already do. That. They don't. Yes, they, they don't. Do. You and your little friends on Twitter, the same three people who tweet back and forth to each other about soccer at Saturday at seven a.m. Care the rest of America doesn't. Maybe if there's one good league we can follow instead of thirty-seven leagues of okay. terrible teams, go come. Then maybe, maybe now we'll get interested. And then kids may stick with soccer. We and then maybe it'll get to the point where soccer isn't just a rich kid sport, where it's all travel because everyone wants to well, play. Well, it is a rich kid sport. You're right. And that's a major reason why nationally we have not been able to sustain any sort of success with the U.S. national team. However, you are talking about how nobody cares about soccer and any league in particular. You're in a top 10 market TV market in the country, Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast, year after year after year after year with the English Premier League. So learn a little bit more about the market that you work in, that you do a daily radio yeah. show in before you how, start spouting how, off about what you don't how know often about do people soccer. Talk about, how often do people talk about soccer around here? Because no one has the guts to talk about and it the on guts, no Radio. No one cares. No one cares. All right, here's my play. 7 a.m. Hey, if you're interested in soccer, go to at KLV 106.3, 7 to 10, okay. Saturday mornings hey, on I, Twitter. I know in football it's all, about yelling, it's all about yelling the loudest and trying to make That's yourself right. the most the, 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 the loudest possible person to gain some sort of influence and some sort of uh, uh, grandeur on the football field. But hold on one second, because here nobody nobody has the guts to talk about soccer at all, period. And we're going to do it here. 
We're going to do it. When Why? the summer comes and Euros come and the World Cup qualifying comes, we're talking about it on the show. We're going to do it. And you can be along for the ride or you don't have to. It's up to you. So when the big tournaments come and the big teams play, then we'll pay attention to it. So it's almost like they form, will form a Super League and we'll pay attention. Oh, wait a minute. It's a Super League. What the are you big talking teams. about? Do you know what Euros you just, are? Do you, you know just talked about all the big-time soccer this summer coming up. Oh, I'm the big-time soccer. I'm going to swear or, on the air. Or all year round, the boring little teams in towns no one's heard of. No one cares about them. Asshat, listen to me. We're talking about national teams. That has do nothing to, to do with that? the Super League. Do I have to get rid of that No, word? it's fine. You are absolutely driving me crazy. I'm sorry that you like you are things so that are important. Hard-headed. You are so hard-headed. You're so hard-headed. First of all, who played on a travel soccer team growing up? This guy. Okay, great. Did you? Yes. Oh. I mean, where did you think you were going to go with that? I don't know. I was just trying to show my soccer <laughs> that acumen. Just, you just took a shot in the dark. Yeah. And <laughs> it failed out there. miserably. Oh, I, listen. What year? Wait, wait, how good was your team? The Huntington Hurricanes? They were pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> let me tell you. We weren't very good, actually. I was we would not have been invited. We would not have been invited to the, uh, the Junior League uh, Super League. I wasn't invited back after year <laughs> one. <laughs> Oh, man. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Uh, I do have a very important thing that we need to cover because yesterday, uh, American Airlines Arena, Bam Adebayo single-handedly put the Jimmy Butlerless heat on his shoulders and said, follow me to glory. He not only shut down Kyrie Irving on the Nets' final three possessions one-on-one because he's the single most elite big man defender in the NBA, the single most elite big man two-way player in the NBA, but then just for good measure, he did this to beat Brooklyn at the American Airlines Arena. Bam! Facing up. Gonna run it down. He goes with it. Out of bio for the win! Bam Adebayo beating the Nets at the buzzer and the Heat after losing to the worst team in the NBA just two nights prior come back and beat Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets, a game in which Kevin Durant got hurt in the first quarter and it did not return. But what a pick-me-up win that is. I mean, that is absolutely massive because that road trip was really, really miserable. The Heat were completely unwatchable uh, and now sit seven in the East. If the playoffs were to start today, they'd be in that playing tournament uh, to get into the top eight. Then there's the Knicks, and the Knicks have won six in a row, and I've seen you on Twitter, at Real Coach K, starting to tweet about the Knicks, which suggests to me that there is now genuine belief amongst Knicks fans that this is a real deal team. Well, they have the best two-way big man in the league in Julius Randle. Julius Randle is, is not... He, he, defensively, he cannot play at the perimeter like Bam Adebayo This does. year, he's good... And all like I've never seen him play he like this before. Def- he's not lazy. He's athletic okay. now. Good. He's in shape, and he does play defense at the perimeter. He plays everywhere. He, he does everything. He does not play defense at the perimeter nearly as proficiently as Bam Adebayo does. Is he having a great year? An All Star year? A breakout year? Absolutely. One hundred percent. He is. He is no more to me. He's no more an MVP than Bam is. The reason that you have him in that conversation is because it's the Knicks. And anytime the Knicks do anything close to competent, all of a sudden it turns into a championship parade down Broadway. It is the most annoying thing imaginable. But when you're that good, people want to be a part of it, Ken. What? When you're that good, like Julius Randle, people want to be a part of it, and it becomes a big deal. (laughs) Star power. Got you. So right now the Knicks, six in the East. The Heat, Seven in the East. 
The Knicks have won six in a row. The Heat just bounced back from losing to the T-Wolves without Jimmy Butler beating the Brooklyn Nets, pound-for-pound favorite in the Eastern Conference. Who is better equipped? Who can make a deeper Eastern Conference playoff run? The Heat or the Knicks? 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. I don't know how you could deny the fact that the Heat are better positioned to make a deep playoff run. If indeed Victor Oladipo is not out for the season, if he can come back even 90% and get into the playoffs with you, along with Jimmy, along with Bam, along with guys who were all part of that playoff run a year ago, all the way to the finals, to within two games of winning the NBA championship, yeah, the Knicks are a great story, but Tom Thibodeau, as we've seen, reputation for grounding down his players in an NBA season that's been the most great that we've ever seen I don't trust Thibodeau I don't trust Julius Randle under the bright lights of the playoffs I don't ha- I trust this inexperienced Knicks roster to be able to get past the second round best case in the NBA playoffs and I would love the second round and are we talking about the Knicks with or without Zion so I'm a little confused right now <laughs> they can't get Zion yet I, I don't know I'm hearing a buzz Kenny there's a buzz about Zion who is better positioned? Who is going to make a deeper run in the playoffs, the Heat or the Knicks? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. And here is Zion Williamson. This has Knicks fans so embarrassingly in a tizzy. This is Zion after the Pelicans took a loss over the weekend at Madison Square Garden to the Knicks. New York is the mecca of basketball. Uh, I, love, I love playing. I love playing here. Uh, when I played here in college, and this is my first time playing here in the pros. And, I mean, this, this atmosphere, you know, whether they're cheering for you, whether they're booing for you, uh, it's amazing. Uh, yes, it is, Zion. I, honestly, I think outside of New Orleans, obviously, uh, I think this might be my favorite place to play outside of New Orleans. Come I can't on home. Lie to you. I can't lie to you. Come on home. You people are pathetic. You Knicks fans are absolutely pathetic. Come on home, Every single time anyone says anything nice about New York and it suddenly turns into, come to the Knicks, come home, come home. Whether it's the number one pick, whether it's a free agent, whether it's some dude post-game saying he likes New York. Like, I like going to New York. I like the buildings. I like Broadway. I like shopping. I like the U.S. Open. I love it. The pizza. No, I definitely don't. But I like all the other things about New York. I'd like New York to visit. I'm not going to apply my trade there. I'm not going to go to an organization that loses over and over and over again, who is run by a complete maniac, who fights his (laughs) former superstars in the stands. I'm just not doing it. But Knicks fans, nobody grasps at any little speck of hope like you poor, poor people do who talk about how great you are. The Knicks, what a franchise. New York, the ultimate basketball city. The Mecca, Madison Square Garden. Big and Apple. as soon as one person, one person uh, ends up dangling a carrot in front of you, you just froth at the mouth and you drool and you say, come to us, come to us, like us, love us, play for us. You are pathetic. Can I ask you a real question, though? Sure. Like, for real. 
What number do you think he's going to wear? Because I have to get the jersey. Or like the T-shirt jersey that I'm going to get because I, I don't, can't afford a jersey but like that. What number should <laughs> you, I get it made? You totally are T-shirt jersey guy. You are jersey guy through and through. <laughs> that is not surprising at all. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, at least through the end of today. Not sure about tomorrow. 21 years of grooming sports executives of tomorrow they find jobs in the sports industry the uh, success stories are endless and it's all because there are already people teaching courses who are in the sports industry they are teaching first-hand knowledge not something they used to know not something from 30 years ago no modern day current in fact the fau mba sport management program currently in the works they are studying cryptocurrencies and nfts and all of the things that are affecting modern day sports business that you need to know that's the fau mba MBA Sport Management Program. Get yourself in. It's how you get into sports. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Heat. Knicks. Who makes the longer run in the postseason? He's Coquel. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. New York is the mecca of basketball. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica. In case you're wondering how today is going, I've called Coquel an asshat and threatened to kick him off the show. Ken Levick alive on a Monday. If this is how the rest of the week is going to be, holy hell, what are we doing here? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. We have a bunch on the table, including are you more into stars or teams? What do you want sports for now? Because European Super League... They've decided that the world wants to watch the stars over the teams. European soccer is going to change forever. It's the biggest sports story of the day. It's why we're talking about it here in South Florida on a Monday. Do you watch for stars over teams? European soccer thinks it's the stars. 888-760-ESPN, 888-760-3776. Hey, I am a huge fan, a big believer in True Freedom Therapy. True Freedom Therapy, all the fine folks over there, they took care of me. I went over and I met them. This was just an initial conversation I had with them, and they're like, uh, hey, Ken, have you um, have you noticed that maybe the way you perform in the bedroom isn't as good at 36 as it was back when you were 23, 24? And I said, you know what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. I've definitely noticed it. They said... Well, you don't necessarily have a a, a erectile dysfunction, which is something natural, something that occurs in many, many, many men. But sometimes you need a little tune-up when you get your age, 36, 37 years old. Why don't you come in for our soft wave therapy? I'm like, what is that? Say, Ken, this is sound waves. It's a wand. Sound waves, 15-minute session in that general area. And what it does, it restores blood flow. It refreshes things. It is a tune-up. Sure enough, two 15-minute sessions in and out. Checking emails, watching TV in those 15-minute sessions. That did the trick. True Freedom Therapy. This is sound science. The studies are there. It's FDA approved. Go to TrueFreedomTherapy.com. TrueFreedomTherapy.com. Get your free consultation. There's no reason not to. True Freedom Therapy. TrueFreedomTherapy.com. He's Coquel. Fresh off of his uh, Kaiser University college football play-by-play broadcast on Saturday. In a couple of minutes, uh, we are going to go and we're going to analyze his calls because I am Division One play-by-play voice at Florida Atlantic, Ken Lavica.
So I'm going to go through and I'm going to teach you. I'm going to I'm going to critique you. Okay, Coquel, are you comfortable with this? Someone of my ilk, my prestige, critiquing your play-by-play calls. I mean, if a tree falls in the woods, right, buddy? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Joe is in Jupiter. Joe is here with us on ESPN 106.3. Hey, Joe. Happy Monday, guys. You too, buddy. Uh, I'm 100% on the team. Now, I think it depends on who you ask on the age demographic. Like, I think the younger generation, that you know, might lend the tend towards the players. But, you know, teams I've been following for 30 and 40 years, whether it's, the, you know, my Cowboys, Mavericks, and then Rangers in that order, there's been times when the Raiders have been so bad, which has been a long time. I won't even watch the major league the season until maybe the world series yeah it's different with the nba and uh, you know i'll watch the finals and stuff like that and then i'll watch the playoffs for the nfl but once my team is officially eliminated i gotta get over being mad first and then i'll just watch you know the you know when it gets to crunch time in the playoff games and the joe, super bowl for you. sure but joe i'm i'm 100 i'm not going yeah i'm not going the other direction yeah i'm not going to watch lebron just because he's lebron although i appreciate everybody all their talent I'll catch the highlights throughout the day or on Sports Center, but I'm not going to sit and watch a game. Nope. nope. Yep, absolutely not, and appreciate the call, Joe. It's why I I don't like getting involved in fantasy football. Again, one, I'm sure I have adult ADD. I just can't, on a a weekly, even a weekly basis, reset my lineup. I forget constantly. I'm a mark. I lose money. But also, uh, I was raised in that. uh, I love the tribalistic uh, community aspect of being a fan for a team. It's why I'd be so disappointed today if I was a, an Everton fan in the Premier League or a Leicester City fan who I've been one of the better teams over the last five, six years in the Premier League. I have a chance to win titles and because I don't have the ability to make the most money, I don't have the international footprint that a Real Madrid does, that a Manchester United does, a Manchester City does, I'm not allowed to the party, the Super League party. That would make me extremely angry, but I would not forego my team to go say, oh, well, I'm going to follow Pogba and Manchester United now. No, that's not going to happen. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Jake Paul, part of the Triller boxing event over the weekend on Saturday night, Jake Paul knocked out former MMA champion Ben Askren in the first round. This was a complete circus. Jake Paul, YouTube star, controversial YouTube star, uh, has expanded his brand now to boxing. You may recall that he, in a similar event, knocked out former NBA star Nate Robinson, violent knockout of Nate Robinson, and then knocked out Ben Askren on Saturday. Jake Paul has trash-talked MMA fighters, UFC fighters in particular, Dana White, Conor McGregor, and now it's turned into a legitimate Jake Paul versus the MMA world. Like There are legitimate MMA UFC guys now who want to get into a boxing ring and fight Jake Paul and knock him out. He's gotten under their skin. Jake Paul's a turd. He's a circus clown. Uh, he is everything wrong with modern-day society when it comes to what we deem a celebrity. But i got to say, I'm sort of invested and interested in it now because I want to see someone step up and knock him flat on his back or flat on his face. And... I know that it's cheap entertainment, Coquel. I know it is. And I feel dirty and cheap for being interested in this. But now it's gotten to a point where me, just a guy, I want to see Jake Paul fight again because I want to see him lose. It's turned into that for me. He's my ultimate heel, and I'm not proud of this at all. But it's interesting. Is it interesting for you or is it annoying for you? I just, 
he's a trained boxer. Like, that's what he trains in. And he's fighting guys who are basketball players. And the UFC guy's a grappler. Ben Askren was a wrestler. A like, champion wrestler. Fight a boxer. Right. Fight someone who knows how to punch, knows how to take a punch, and see what the results are. What he wants is Conor McGregor. That's his thing. That's why he keeps trash-talking Conor McGregor. He makes comments about McGregor, makes comments about his family. Because well, he wants the payday. Exactly. McGregor's a payday. And that's what makes me mad about the fact I'm interested in it now, too, because I know what Jake Paul's doing. Like, he's just he's just trying to get a payday. And I'm it, what sucks, too, is I want to see him get knocked out, but I know that even if he gets knocked out, he's not going to care. Like, I don't think that this is a machismo thing for him. He'll trash talk, and he's good at the self-promotion, but him getting his, his lights knocked out, he's not going to care as long as that check clears. And that's what drives me crazy, too, is that I'm invested in it now because I want to see him go down. I want to see him KO'd, but he is not going to care. Nate blew it. Nate was the guy. Nate was the hope. Nate Robinson. I thought he was going to knock him hope. out. That's what, that was just that hurt. What was Nate Robinson thinking? Because well, what has he ever been bad at? Sure, he looked at that it as true. I'm the best basketball player, you know, out of his group of players, you know, who he grew up with. He was a great football player. He's compact. He's strong. I'm sure he thought when you haven't actually stepped into a boxing ring, I think it's a totally different world. Yeah, I'm just curious because I feel cheap about it. Are you interested in Jake Paul? Or are you annoyed by Jake Paul? Do you watch this now? Do you want to see more Jake Paul fighting? Or does this not even register on your radar? Because me, I'm into it. I want to see him get knocked out. But I know he's just a really, he's just a, 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 a dopey, look at me, attention bleep. Are you into it, into it, where you'd pay for it, or are you periscope, in, <laughs> periscope yeah. into it? Yeah, uh, I, I trust me. I'm going, no way I'm paying for it. I'm not that invested, Coquel. Let's not okay. get crazy. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Uh, let's not get crazy here. Jake Paul, interested or annoying? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Coquel had his first taste of college football play-by-play on Saturday. Since I'm already established, I've been in the game for an awful long time, a cachet, if you will, I'm going to critique it. On this show, he's Coquel. Just for him, it's my gift to him. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Levicka Live. Here's Ken Levicka and Chris Coquel. Hey, uh, Trey Lance has his second pro day today, and guess who's going to be there? The 49ers. So expect tomorrow the Vegas odds to tell you that Trey Lance is going to San Francisco. Went from Mac Jones to Justin Fields to Trey Lance. I'm sure that'll be what we lead with tomorrow here on Ken Levick Alive and what Stephen A. and Max Kellerman are going to be debating on first take. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. Uh, and it may seem like it's sometimes, or not seem like it's sometimes, but I truly do have a special place in my heart. Deep in the recesses of Mikrotason, I, uh, I, I truly have affection for, for Chris Coquel, and I was very proud of him this weekend because he called an NAIA playoff game play-by-play College football, Kaiser and Arizona Christian, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, Kaiser and West Palm. And Kaiser won, what, 62 to 21 or something like that? Something, or 63 21, I think. Uh, gotcha. And it was like 20, 34 nothing at It was 32 right? nothing in the first yeah. quarter. Uh, oh, in the first quarter. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it, got away, it got away early. So I figured since I, uh, for a very, very long time, over a decade now, I've been the play by play voice of Florida Atlantic football, I would go ahead and uh, give Coquel an honor critique of some of his biggest calls from the Kaiser win over Arizona Christian. Again, my gift to you, Coquel. Uh, so let's go ahead and hear the, the first call you have uh, selected. And I didn't pick ones that I thought were good. I just picked random touchdowns throughout the day. As any good broadcaster should if they want a true critique. And because Kaiser scores a lot of touchdowns because they are the true powerhouse in Palm Beach County. 
We'll see if Coach Sosha goes back to the ground or if he looks for walls up top that they've hit that area in a couple times. Handoff to Messenger off the left tackle. Touchdown. Patient run. Touchdown, Kaiser Seahawks. Where was the – so that was good. Good energy. Very good energy. Could you play it one more time for me? We'll see if Coach Sosha goes back to the ground or if he looks for walls up top that they've hit that area in a couple times. Handoff to Messenger off the left tackle. Touchdown. Patient run. Touchdown, Kaiser Seahawks. I like that. I, I like the energy. Now, uh, what was the down in distance there? That might have came before. I clipped it early. Okay. So that's the only thing. I did usually do it, but I don't know if I have it in the clip. Also, too, did the quarterback take the snap, or did the ball just get magically handed off to the running Actually, back? Actually, uh, under Coach Sosha, the ball just shows up wherever <laughs> he wants it because he's the best coach in the county. <laughs> Come on. I know. I love Sosha. I'm not, don't turn me against Sosha. Don't trash talk other schools in Palm Beach County because you're trying to get an edge here, okay? I'm doing something nice for you. The other problem I had to adjust, and I actually texted Ken mid-game for help on it, is when teams play that fast, all of a sudden you don't have, like, while your color commentator's going, you don't have time to really get things going because they're up and snapping so quickly. The offense moves so quick. That is something to adjust to, yes. the uh, And I found that a lot under Lane Kiffin at FAU, that up-tempo, it's difficult. you got to get adjusted. That's right. Let's let's go to the – but, again, the energy, Coquel, I'm telling you, like, that's good. That was really good, and you kept it under control. It's not too screamy. Uh, just, uh, highlight number two, please. Second and nine for Kaiser, 438 remaining in the first quarter. Ten to nothing. If you're just joining us, Kaiser scored on a field goal first, and they were able to get in the end zone on the ground. Matthews keeps it off the fake. Off tackle to left. He's got room to run. He proves me wrong. I said he can't break the big one. Eli Matthews says, yes, I can. And Kaiser Seahawks are up 16 to nothing. Excellent energy again. But what yard were they on? What was the yard line? Because you say it's a big play, but I don't know how big a play because you also didn't tell me any of the yardage as he was running the ball, right? There was no Matthews at the 40, Matthews cuts to his right 30, angling left to the 20. None of that. You just yelled that he was going to break the big one. Listen to it one more time. You'll hear what I'm talking about. Second and nine for Kaiser. That's good. 38 remaining in the first quarter. Excellent. 10 to nothing. If you're just joining us, Kaiser scored on a field goal first. And they were able to get in the end zone on the ground. Matthews keeps it off the fake. Off tackle to left. He's got room to run. He proves me wrong. I said he can't break the big one. Eli Matthews says, yes, I can. And Kaiser Seahawks are up 16 to nothing. I will tell you, that would have been a great television call. But I need to know where the ball is in real time. This is the only problem also. Does it matter if I'm calling it on a nationally a national stream at the same time? It does matter because... It's a video stream, I'm saying, as well. Right. But if you're, if you're simulcasting something, you've got to give priority to radio in that spot because you're telling a story to people listening. But the energy, again, excellent. And you clearly have a, a nose for the big moment. Right? Sure. That's a compliment. I'm not making fun of your actual nose. And then your <laughs> final highlight here. I was looking. I almost played the same one twice. That's why I paused that for a second. I, I saved the same one under two names. All right, here we go. Okay. Ready? Yep. H back in the backfield with him. Expect the power run here, I think, for the Seahawks. And that's where we get Messenger up the gut, and it's open, and it's a big play. Sometimes you can get the big plays up the middle as he breaks down the sideline. He, go, go, he's going to get pushed. And he gets into the end zone. Let him know, Jaden. Let him know. As he said, I'm not going down. I'm getting my six. I don't care where I started. Touchdown, Seahawks. Wasn't this supposed to be an objective broadcast uh, where you're calling both teams equally? You're calling kids by their first name. <laughs> you're openly celebrating. You've dropped a Berman in there. He could go 
That was definitely Berman-esque. And again, TV call, sure. Radio, I had no clue where the ball was or what was happening. But uh, the energy is good. Pay attention to the whole broadcast. <laughs> Don't jump in and out. All right? But Coquel, I'll say first, first effort, college football play-by-play, like... You know, know which entity you're actually calling it for, TV or radio, but I like the energy. That's good. Are you going to do it again? This Saturday, round two of the playoffs. All right. They asked me back. But these were honest-to-God notes. Take those notes, apply them. Let's do this again next Monday, okay? I don't know if the radio audience again will like it, but clearly I don't care about the radio audience. I don't care. My name's on the show. I can do whatever the hell I want. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick, and we've been live on ESPN 106.3.